I'm grateful he got up this morning. I'm grateful he got up with all power in his hand. I am so grateful for Minister Vernon and his musical gifting and his music ministry, uh, yielding us, uh, leading us to the throne of grace and uh, yielding himself to be used of God on today. Let's pray. Our gracious God and our Lord God, we do now thank you. We thank you, God, for another preaching, teaching moment. God, you might have changed the method, but the message is still the same. And so now, God, we pray for your grace on this morning. God, we pray for your power on this morning. God, we pray for your anointing on this morning. Because, God, if you don't do it, it won't be done. So, God, I ask for permission to preach your word on today. God, allow me to preach it with conviction and preach it with power. Father, I pray on today, God, that you would move Tish out of the way. God, that you would have free reign and free course to speak to your people on this Resurrection Sunday. Because God, in spite of where we are, you got up. In spite of what we're doing, you got up. In spite of what's going on in the world, you got up. So Father, we thank you for sending your son to die for us. So now Holy Ghost, be our preacher, be our teacher on today is our prayer. And it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. On this morning, I want to talk to you. And of course, me being the person that I am, I'm just going to try it one more time. I want to talk to you today from a simple message, a simple message. And that message is unprecedented. Unprecedented. I want to talk to you from the message of unprecedented. You all, when we hear of the timing that we are in today, the word that we continuously hear is unprecedented. We oftentimes hear you all that uh, we're this. This is something we've never seen before. The times that we're in, we've we've never heard of. And and, and what ends up happening, you all, is that when we are uh, uh, when we're good speakers, when we're good writers, uh, it uh, requires us to have a variety of words, a variety of words. We, we you. You ever hear somebody who uses the same word all the time? We all know of somebody who does that right now that we won't list their name. But they use the same word all the time to describe something. It's, uh, you know, everything is awesome or everything is great or everything is messed up or everything is everything. They use the same word all the time, but good writing and, and, and speech require that you use a variety of words and you all that type of, of speaking, that type of, of writing has taken a back burner because of what's going on in our world today. And so what we hear so regularly now to describe what we're going through right now is the word unprecedented. Keep hearing the word unprecedented and, and and sometimes you get that pregnant pause, you know, when someone's trying to give emphasis, like they're trying to find another word to use, but the word that they use all the time is unprecedented. And so me being the person that I am and those of you all who are members of his house, you all know what I do. I go and I look up definitions because I want to make sure that when I, I hear a word, And that when I use a word, I'm using it in its proper 
context. And so I've heard unprecedented and, and God started ringing that word in my ear. And I was like, okay, God, is it because I'm hearing it too much? Is that the reason why? And, and, and no, it just, as I kept thinking about resurrection Sunday and kept thinking about what was going to happen and kept thinking about how we normally would have our young people do something and young people thank y'all so much. God still allowed for our young people to be able to participate on today. We normally have our young people do something. They would do a dance or, or somebody would do a poem or, or, you know, we would have them do little speeches or a little skit or something. And, and, and I knew that was going to be missing today. And, and, you know, sometimes we try and do a special song for, for worship. And I knew that we wouldn't be able to be together to learn that song together. And that was going to be different. And I said, well, God, is that the reason why I keep thinking about the word unprecedented? And he kept impressing upon me the word unprecedented. And so I went to look it up, you all. And the Oxford Online Dictionary has one definition for unprecedented, just one. And that definition is never done or known before. Never done or known before. And so you all, the word unprecedented that they're using to describe the times that we're dealing with right now means that these are times that have never been known before. It's it, Things are happening that's never been done before. And, and I looked up some synonyms for the word unprecedented. And I, I found these, I, I, I found uh, without equal. I found extraordinary, uncommon, out of the ordinary, unusual, outstanding, striking, exceptional, uh, abnormal, singular, remarkable, unique, uh, atypical, untypical, freakish, uh, unheard of, unknown, original, new, groundbreaking, revolutionary, pioneering, and guess what? Novel. Yeah, novel is a synonym for unprecedented. So you all, now we understand why the word unprecedented is being used in the world because they're seeing something and dealing with something that they've never seen or dealt with before. So unprecedented remains the word of the year because within the world, we are in unprecedented times. And, and don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, when we go back and I, I was talking to my, my goddaughter yesterday, uh, the Spanish flu. Uh, of 1918 was an unprecedented event, but none of us, most of us, weren't alive to experience it. And, and truth be told, you all, life was different back then as well. So, so we're dealing with some unchartered territories, and, and and we don't know how long this is going to last. Well, I told you I was talking to my goddaughter about the Spanish flu of, of 1918. But you, you have to understand this, that even in that, you all, even in the Spanish flu of, of 1918, right after that, Azusa Street came to pass. Anybody know what Azusa Street is? Azusa Street came to pass. And Azusa Street is when revival broke out in the church. Uh, it's when revival broke out 
uh, beyond the church. Matter of fact, it spilled out on the streets that they thought they were just having a revival for a few days and it lasted for, for, for weeks and months on end. So you are, I, I am convinced of this very thing that whenever it is that this is over, there's going to be something that breaks out in the church. When, when, whenever this is over, there's going to be something that, that, that shakes loose and, and shakes our very foundation even more so than what's happening right now. But you all, yes, we may be dealing with unprecedented times in our lifetime, but, but, but I would be remiss if we went through Resurrection Sunday without me mentioning another unprecedented event. I read about it in the word on today and, 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 and we, we understand that, you know, we, we, we didn't even have good Friday service. There were some that were online and I pray that some of you all uh, tuned in, but, but, uh, we, we've heard the story. I talked on last Sunday about when Jesus, uh, paraded into the city and he was on a white coat and they, they, they said Hosanna in the highest. And they, they celebrated him as a great military leader coming into the city. But Jesus knew what the impending, uh, uh, days would bring him. And, and I talked about how he went to the garden and he prayed and he prayed in his humanity, father, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Now, that 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 wasn't necessarily unprecedented because I'm sure those uh, 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 those that were being led to death that knew that they were going to die by crucifixion probably prayed to live too. They probably prayed to live as well. So praying is not necessarily unprecedented. Uh, 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 when he was betrayed by Judas, that's not necessarily unprecedented. How many of you all have been betrayed by somebody who walked with you, who, who was close to you, who knew you, who you let be in your house, who, who ate your food, who, who you might have shared some clothes with. You might even let them borrow some money. So that wasn't even unprecedented for us. And it wasn't unprecedented back then before Jesus's time. I'm sure somebody had been betrayed by another. Uh, uh, he, he was, he was betrayed and he was then carted from, from court to court. He went to, uh, uh, Caiaphas and he went to, uh, Herod and he went to Pilate. Uh, he was paraded back and forth. To see if there was somebody that would condemn him to death. I would imagine that somebody else was paraded before somebody that had to condemn him to death. That's how they got condemned to death. And so that was not unprecedented. Even when he carried his own cross. And even when he was nailed to a cross. Y'all, it wasn't unprecedented. How do I know? Because he was between two thieves. So there had been crucifixions before. That wasn't unprecedented. Ah, but... What was unprecedented is what happened after the natural death. My God today, what happened under the, the, what happened after he, he gave up his life. What happened, what happened after he gave up the ghost. And and I'm going to get there in a minute, but I need you to understand something. You all that, that, that happened on that day was not the only unprecedented thing (laughs) that Jesus did. It wasn't the only unprecedented thing that Jesus did because you all do realize that Jesus' entire life, he did unprecedented things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did unprecedented things. Matter of fact, Jesus said some unprecedented things. How do I know that? Because in Luke 9 and 20, he was talking to his disciples 
And and he asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? My God, today, who do men say that I am? And 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 they 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 came out with some names. You know, some say that you're Elijah. Some say that you're you know one of the prophets. You they they called out some names, and he said, but who do you say that I am? Ah, and it was Peter. You remember Peter, the one who, who, when Jesus was betrayed, the one when he was taken under arrest, the one that ran, the one that denied him. Before he did all of that, he said, thou art the Christ. Thou art the Christ, son of the living God. Now, understand this. You all, it is not unprecedented for somebody to call you something that you're not. God, help me today. But... It is unprecedented for somebody to call you something that you are and it to be the savior, the Messiah of the world. And it be right. Come on, somebody. We have to understand that Jesus claimed to be someone that was unprecedented. God help me in here. He claimed to be unprecedented. He claimed to be unparalleled. He, he, uh, he took that. What Peter said, and he said, uh, upon that rock, Peter, I will build my church because I am exactly who you said that I am. He said some unprecedented things. Not only did he say that, but even in Matthew 10, he said, listen, who anybody who loves their mother and father more than me is not worthy of me. Who would say such a thing? Who would say, if if you love them more than you love me, then guess what? You're not worthy of my love. You're not worthy of me. Who would say that other than somebody who is unprecedented? Now, understand this. Now, if, if, if Jesus was the leader of some cult, you know, that happened to catch on, then that, that, that would, that would kind of make some sense. Let's think back to some cults now. Let's, let's think back to Jim Jones. Let's think back to what's happened in some various other places. Let, let's, let's think back to Waco. Let's think back to some leaders who, who said that I am, I am, and, and, and folks that fell for it. And you all, they're not here to hear their names anymore. They're not here to answer you if you were to call them because they followed somebody who was not able to save their souls. But Jesus, huh, Jesus was able to say, listen, if you love your son or your daughter more than me, you're not worthy of me. He can say that because Elijah never asked anybody to love him more than family. Uh, John the Baptist never made those kind of claims, but yet Jesus, Jesus was able to do that. Why? Because Jesus said some unprecedented things. Even when he said, I and my father, I won you all. That was unprecedented. Who in their right mind in that time and day that was not God would say that he is one with God. See, Jesus said some unprecedented things, but not only did he say some unprecedented things, you all, he did some unprecedented things. Yeah, 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 he did, he did. And do I need to remind you of some of them? Let, let, let's think, come here, Lazarus. Let, let, let's talk to Lazarus. Yeah, Cause see, he can talk to us now, but there was a time in John chapter 11 where he couldn't talk to us. No, 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 no. Matter of fact, the word was sent to Jesus that the one whom you love is sick. 
But Jesus loved him enough to not run to his side. He said, this sickness is not unto death, huh? but it's to the glory of God. That the son of God be glorified. Didn't mean that Jesus was arrogant in his stance. He just knew that he had power enough in his words to be able to heal him if the people had taken the word back to him and spoken to him. We've got to understand you all, we are dealing with an unprecedented God. So he was able to go after Lazarus had been uh, dead for four days and still speak speak to his spirit and call him forth from the dead. And he came forth and Jesus, all Jesus told the people was unwrap him and let him go. Not take him to the doctor, get him checked out. Not let's make sure if his mind is still good. Let's check him out for anything to see if there's any sort of a, you know, a, a breakdown of his body or any of that. Because God, when God does things, he does things completely. Who am I talking to in here? Somebody's waiting on God saying, well, God, you did this, but I guess you're not going to do that. No, when God speaks, when God speaks, everything that he does is complete. That's why Philippians 1 and 6 can say, he who has begun a good work shall perform it until the coming of Jesus. You got to understand that when God speaks something, he is not going to leave anything undone. He's not going to leave anything un, uh, 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 not tied up. He's not going to leave any T uncrossed or any I not dotted. He's going to make sure that everything is taken care of. So he, when he brought Lazarus back, he made sure he brought Lazarus back in the state of well-being. He did some unprecedented things. In Matthew 14, Jesus walked on water. Who else had ever walked on water other than Jesus? Nobody walked on water before him and nobody walked on water after him. Jesus did it himself, by himself, without any props, without any wires. He didn't need anything because he is unprecedented. In his first miracle, Jesus turned water to wine. He didn't need any smoke and mirrors. He just told them to fill up the pots with water. And then he said, now take it and let somebody drink. Why can he do it? How can he do it? Because Jesus is unprecedented. Jesus is the only one that can take some spit, uh, uh, drop it into some dirt, make some mud, put it on some blind eyes, and then tell him to go wash. And the blind man was able to see who can do that other than Jesus. Why? Because he's unprecedented. All through the gospels, you all, Jesus did unprecedented things. Why? Because Jesus is unprecedented. But not only that, you all, not only did he say some unprecedented things, not only did he do some unprecedented things, but you all, he is the unprecedented sacrifice. If you understand the Passover lamb, the past when Passover, the, the Passover feast was done, what would happen the eve of Passover is that there had to be an unblemished lamb, an unblemished lamb that had been with the family for a week. They had grown attached to the lamb. They started to love the lamb. They started, they fed the lamb. They made sure the lamb was taken care of. And at the end of that week, they would have to take that lamb and the head of the household in silence would lift up the head of the lamb and slit his throat so that they had that lamb for the Passover feast. You all, you have to understand something for every Passover, 
there was a lamb. And not only was there a lamb, but there were bitter herbs and there was unleavened bread. The bitter herbs was to remind the children of Israel of the tears that they cried being in captivity. And the unleavened bread was for the sin. It was sin that that unleavened bread was representing. And so the Passover lamb was a part of that feast and it was the sacrifice for the Passover. Because if you remember uh, uh, when they were in Egypt, there had to be a lamb that was sacrificed so that the blood could be put on the doorpost so that the death angel passed by and did not kill the firstborn sons of those families where the blood was seen on the doorpost. Understand this, you all. So for every year for Passover, there's a lamb and there are some uh, Messianic Jews that they still practice uh, uh, this particular uh, 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 sacrificing of a lamb and having lamb, uh, 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 sacrificing a lamb for the Passover feast. But you all, only one lamb could not take away the sins of the world. One lamb couldn't do it. There had to be a sacrificial lamb that was unblemished that would take over all of the sacrifices. And that lamb was Jesus. Jesus was the unprecedented sacrifice. Jesus came here not to make a name for himself. Jesus came here not to just start him a church and have him a ministry and build him some members. Jesus came to be our sacrifice. Jesus came in order for us not to have to get up in the morning and sacrifice a lamb and and, and go in evening time and sacrifice a lamb. Jesus came to be that unblemished lamb for us to shed his blood so that there would be no remission of sin. You've got to understand he became our substitute. He became the sacrifice for us so that we would have a right to the tree of life. But understand this, you all. If he died and did not get up, ah, if he died and didn't get up, then he would have been like every other person that would have died. But the unprecedented, the unprecedented sacrifice was crucified on a Friday evening. Uh, He was uh, 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 put in a borrowed tomb because they knew he wouldn't need it for very long because he knew that he was not a man that he should lie. He said, tear down this, 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 this temple. And in three days, I will raise it up. He knew that he was coming back. He shared that with his disciples. Anybody who believed him and would listen, he shared that. And you all, he became the unprecedented sacrifice. He went to the cross knowing what he had to go through. Understand this. It's not that he went to the cross and not feel the effects of all of the whips. He felt every pain. He felt every whip. He felt Every drop of blood. He felt every thorn pressed into his head. He felt every person that spit in his face. He felt 
every pain of anguish of every person that he tried to help. And then they turned away and said, crucify him and mocked him and, and, and talked about him and, and said, if you're, if you're the Christ, save yourself. He heard it. He felt it. His humanity felt it. So much so that he said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? His own father had to turn his face from him, not because he didn't want to see him in that state, but became, because Jesus became our sin. Somebody hear me on today. He didn't take on our sin. He became our sin. And because he became our sin, God can't look upon sin. So God had to turn away and not be able to look at his own son. Can you imagine being so upset with your child, the one that you love, the one that you birth, the one that you would do anything for, the one that you would give your own life for, being so, uh, so taken aback by their action that for that moment you couldn't even look at them? So can you imagine the anguish that God had knowing that his son had done no wrong, but he took on all the wrong of the world and that he couldn't even look upon his son. Can you imagine Jesus knowing he had done no wrong, but yet and still his father, his heavenly father could not look upon him. Jesus was the unprecedented sacrifice. But you all, I'm so glad that when he decided to give up the ghost, that's not how the story ended. I, I, I'm so glad that there is uh, another chapter to this saga. I, I'm so glad that I can keep talking after I talk about the sacrifice. Because after he sacrificed himself, they took him down off the cross. I know you've heard the story, but can I tell the story on Resurrection Sunday? I, I, I feel like preaching a little bit right here. Can I tell about the sacrifice that he gave? But can I finish telling the, the, the resurrection story? They took him off the cross and they put him in a borrowed tomb. They, they put him uh, in the cave and they rolled the stone in front of it. And the, the story goes on to say that as Jesus was laying in the tomb, his, his spirit went down to hell. It, it went to the place where all of the saints were. It, it went to a holding pattern where the, the saints were waiting, the Old Testament saints, the one that heard that there was going to be a Messiah. And he went there to, 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 to rescue. He went there to redeem. He went there to get the saints of old and said, hey, the one that you've been telling the people about, I'm here. We got some place. We need to go. He came to, he went to rescue them out of their holding pattern to bring them into glory. And then, ah, he was in a holding pattern on Saturday. It's, 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 it's our uh, 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 calendar that I'm going by, but y'all know that he, he was there for one night. He was there for a day. 
He was there for a night, but somebody said early, God help me in here. Somebody said early. It was early on a Sunday morning. I when Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of Jesus, and, and another one, they went with spices and they went with, with herbs and they went with oil. They were going to anoint his body. They said, but who would roll away the stone? But when they got there, the rock had rolled away the rock. From in front of the rock. God help me in here. He got up uh, with all power. He got up uh, with all glory. He got up in his uh, glorified body. What am I trying to say here? His getting up was unprecedented. His getting up was unparalleled. His getting up was unrivaled. His getting up was novel. His getting up was unheard of. His getting up was unordinary. His getting up was original. His getting up has never been seen before. I'm grateful that Jesus is an unprecedented Savior. I'm grateful that Jesus is an unprecedented God. I'm grateful that Jesus is an unprecedented Messiah. I'm grateful that Jesus is unprecedented. He will never be heard of in front in front of people again. But he's heard of today. How do I know my Savior lives? Because he lives in my heart. He walks with me. He talks with me. He tells me I am his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, no other has ever known. I'm so glad my Savior lives. Is anybody grateful that their Savior lives? Hey, glory. Hallelujah. I'm grateful today, y'all. And guess what? Since he was unprecedented, because he is unprecedented, in this unprecedented time, we're going to come out. Why? Because he said in his word, this is Jesus' word, and greater works shall ye do. What does that mean? That means if he was unprecedented, we're going to come out of unprecedented times, and we're going to come out looking better than we were when we went in. Hallelujah. Because he's unprecedented. Glory to God. 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 He is unprecedented. He is unprecedented. He is an unprecedented Savior. I just want to know, is anybody grateful that he's unprecedented? Is anybody grateful? Can I just unmute y'all? Is anybody grateful that he's unprecedented? When you put your hands together, if you're grateful that he's unprecedented, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. I know that he is living. No matter what men may say, I see his hand of mercy. I hear his voice of cheer. And just the time I need him, he's always near. He lives. He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me. He talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives. He lives salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. Glory. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to the Lamb of God. Is anybody grateful that he lives? Is anybody grateful? Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. Listen. Listen, you all. Listen. When we when we consider all it is that God has done, when we consider all it is that God has done for us, we can't help. We can't help but to give God glory. We can't help but to give God praise. We can't help but to give God reverence. Because he lives, you all. He is unprecedented. He is unprecedented. He is unprecedented. There's not one that comes before him. Listen, <laughs> this virus that they're dealing with, this pandemic that they're dealing with, the, the, the economic climate that's come out of this and, and, and businesses shutting down and all of that, you all, during Passover in, in, in Old Testament times, everything shut down. During Passover, everything shut down. Nothing continued the way that it, 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 it was. You know, isn't it interesting, isn't it ironic, you all, that we, for the first time in, in, in my lifetime, and I'm older than some of y'all, there are a couple of y'all that are a little older than me, but this is the first time that we have not been in church, that wanted to be in church on Easter. But I'm so grateful that that didn't stop Jesus from getting up. I'm so grateful that that didn't stop him from being our Savior. It didn't stop us from being... Stop him from being our Lord. It didn't stop him from doing what it is that he, and, and, and what else didn't stop him, you all, is knowing that some of us would still be doing the same stuff that we were doing, however long we did what it was that we were doing, and not acknowledge the gift of salvation that came out of the sacrifice. Some of us stay in our sin too long. Some of us, some of us went to church, but we were playing church because we did what we needed to do in church. And then we went out and did whatever it was we were going to do. But on today, you all on today, on today, on today, on today, we don't have to be in an edifice. We don't have to be in the church building. We don't have to be in a sanctuary because the Bible doesn't say that that's what you need to do in order to uh, accept Christ. That's that's not what the word says. The word just clearly says this. It, it, it says in, in Romans 10, 9 and 8, that if thou confess with the mouth, your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shall be saved. Then it goes on to say this. It says, for with the heart, man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth, confession, confession is made into salvation. So see, it's not just enough to say, I accepted Jesus and not say anything. It says confession with your mouth is what causes you to be saved. And I don't know about you, but I try not to say anything that you can't hold me to. I try not to let anything come out of my mouth that you can't hold me to. So if you're here on today and if you're here on Zoom or, or you know, if you're uh, watching on Facebook, if you're watching on Periscope, YouTube, and if you've heard this story today about our unprecedented Savior, and if you say, I want to have an unprecedented life, an unprecedented love affair 
with this unprecedented Jesus. There, all you have to do is repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I realize that I'm a sinner. I've fallen short of your grace. Your word says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That lets me know that in order for me to have a right to life after this life, I have to accept Jesus as my savior. Jesus, I heard the story today of how you died and you were raised from the dead. You got up on Resurrection Sunday. So on this Resurrection Sunday, I want you to be my Savior and my Lord. I'm turning away from my sin and I need your help to not turn back to them. I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. So according to your word, I'm saved. And no one, not even me, can pluck me out of your hand. Thank you for the gift of salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, I need you to inbox me. I need you to email me. I need you to get a hold to me, put a post, a comment, something so that we can connect with you so that we can make sure that you get to a Bible believing Bible teaching church. If you desire to join this ministry again, email me, inbox me. We don't have to be in the church edifice in order for you to be covered by this ministry, because I'm telling you, we are a part of of the greatest ministry in the world. If you don't believe it, I'm going to let them tell you. Are we are we the greatest ministry in the world? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together for the word of God on today. Hallelujah. Glory to the lamb of God. Amen. Amen. Listen, um since we're having some challenges, I'm going to try one more time. I'm going to leave you all off of mute. Um, but I want to make sure that you all don't forget that even though we are not together, even though we are not together, uh, we still have the opportunity to worship and giving. Can you all see the, the, the giving or you all see the little boxes? You see the right screen. Hallelujah. Oh. Y'all don't know. Listen, I got like four screens up here and I couldn't get none of them to work right. The devil. Amen. But listen, this is what I need you to do. If you are, uh, if you are a member, you know what to do. If you are not a member, but you desire to give into this ministry, here's how you can do it. You can use Givelify and you can search for his house worship center. You can give that way. You can also text the word give with the amount of, 100, 1,000, 1 million, amen, glory to God. Listen, y'all laughing, but if I, if you give a million, that means that you giving, if you giving 10% of that, that means that you are a gazillionaire. That's what I'm going to call it, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So listen, make sure that you are giving on today. Uh, but you can text, uh, if, you're, if you're not a part of, of, of his house and you want to uh, text 
You can say give, whatever the amount is, and text it to 727-285-8030. His house, you know what to do. Please use the Faith Life app. And if you are watching on Facebook, if you are watching on YouTube or Periscope, please go to our website, hishousewc.com slash ministry of giving, or go to the donate in the menu and you too can worship with us in the ministry of giving. Listen, you all, we again are so grateful to have all of you all to worship with us on today. I see so many, um, visitors on today and it is just like being in church with visitors so one more time his house do me a favor put your hands together for our guest on today put your hands together for our guest on today thank god for you worshiping with us on today you could have you could have watched any other live stream but you got up and worshiped with us on today so we are grateful that you have done that very thing again if you are interested in joining this ministry you know to get a hold to us um, but I pray that you all have an amazing resurrection Sunday, uh, be with your family, be with your friends, eat well, thank God for our time of prayer and fasting on last week. God met us in prayer. Amen. He met us in prayer on last week. So thank God for those of you all who made the sacrifice, um, being with us on prayer on last week. Um, we will come up with a fast day for us once a week, a fast day for us once a week. So stay tuned for that. But y'all can eat freely today. I know y'all ate freely yesterday, but I'm just saying y'all can eat freely today. So eat well, don't eat too much. You all stay safe, stay protected, stay covered. And remember that we serve an unprecedented God. Let's pray to be released. Father, we just bless you and we give your name praise. God, we thank you for this opportunity to worship together on this Resurrection Sunday. God, thank you for reminding us that you are the unprecedented one and your son is unprecedented. And the Holy Ghost is our reminder. When we think that we're living in unprecedented times, remind us of who is truly unprecedented. God, as we get ready to end this meeting, end this worship experience, God, cover those that are on this call, cover those that are watching Facebook, cover those that are watching YouTube, cover those that are watching through Periscope. God, keep us protected until we're able to come and touch and hug and love on each other. God, we will continue to meet here until you say the same. Now may the grace of God, the love of Christ, the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit Rest, rule, and abide with these people both now and forever. Amen and amen. Y'all tell each other you love each other. Amen. Yes. Who just called me? So so my son is offering up food. So y'all holla at my son. If y'all hungry, because and on that note, at least I'm getting off the stream. God bless y'all. <laughs> Listen, and so so that means that means he's offering up food for free. Y'all got that right? Exactly. You know you know the 